yo, yo. Welcome back again. Peace be with you. This is another episode of the Holiday to 13 podcast for my horror head, sci-fi geeks, and fantasy freaks. Today we're talking about, as the title would suggest, the Book of Clarence. The 2023 American biblical comedy drama film written and directed by James Samuel, who also serves as producer with Jay-Z. And the film stars Lakeith Stanfield, Omar Sy, R.J. Kyler, Anna Diop, David Okoylo, Alfie Witter, Tiana Taylor, Caleb McCullen. And in small but significant roles, we have James McAvoy and Benedict Cumberbatch. Now, a little bit about the film. It follows a struggling, down-on-his-luck man named Clarence living in AD 33 Jerusalem who looks to capitalize on the rise of Jesus Christ by claiming to be the new Messiah sent by God in an attempt to free himself of debt and start a life of glory for himself. So, yeah, that pretty much... Is the story. I'm going to get into the story and get about what I liked and didn't like. It's going to be mild spoilery. So if you don't want any spoilers, uh, watch the movie and come back uh, if you could be so kind. But if you want to know if I like the film, which I assume you do if you're listening, I did like it. So I'm going to get into what I like and didn't like and um, just tell a little bit of the story. Now, before I get into my actual review of the film, it's going to run down the plot. And again, it's going to be mild spoilery. So if you don't want any spoilers, uh just skip ahead. Uh, well, shit, I can't give you no timestamp. But uh, <laughs> but if you want to know if I liked the film, yeah, I liked it. So the film itself is basically the movie Friday, but set in Jerusalem. And uh, I don't, and I'm, that's not a knock to the film. I, I I like the setup and the premise. So anyway, you have Clarence, and the movie starts off in, in homage to Ben Hur, which was one of the uh, uh, the director. And writer and director James Samuel was inspired and paid homage to movies like Ben-Hur, Spartacus, uh, obviously Ten Commandments, but, you know, with his twist and his flavor. So in an homage to Ben-Hur, it opens with a chariot race. Um, and in this chariot race, it takes us around uh, Jerusalem. So we do get a nice view. You get acclimated to the settings, to the surroundings, to the neighborhood. So they're basically, I think it's lower Jerusalem. So it's basically the hood of Jerusalem. And in this chariot race, you have Clarence, his right hand man, the, the Smokey of the movie played by RJ Kyler, which is probably one of my favorite characters. And they're racing against Mary Magdalene played by Tiana Taylor. So what we find out is Clarence owes money to one of the kingpins of jerusalem like uh, i don't really know what he does but he he like the underbelly of jerusalem he runs it so uh clarence has entered the chariot race to win money to pay back his debts now in this race not only does he lose he loses the horse and the chariot the horses and chariot that were borrowed from jedediah who's the kingpin of the jerusalem and some, uh, so from there we find out he goes to Jedediah telling him what happened. So he gives him like big worm. He, <laughs> if you don't got yo, my money, I'm killing you and him. No, so he gives him like to the end of the month to pay what he owes. So in um in a ploy to save himself, he whether in Jerusalem where they come across Jesus and the twelve apostles. So we find out that Clarence's twin brother is the apostle uh, Thomas. And so Clarence decides he can join and be the 13th apostle to kind of save his skin because uh, Jedediah, he assumes Jedediah won't kill the 13th apostle. So we find out that 
Jedediah is the brother to the love interest for Renia, who's played by Anna Diop, who was fucking, yeah, she was beautiful yeah, in the film. And I, and I don't say that like she, uh, she didn't act well, but no, she she was beautiful. So he goes to tell her and everybody's like, that's not how it works. You know what I mean? So it's pretty much the, um, he's a non-believer. He, he says it through the film, knowledge is stronger than belief. But in a, in a ploy to save his skin, he wants to be the 13th apostle. Um so first he goes to get baptized by John the Baptist in a, in a great scene, uh, probably one of the most funny scenes. So he gets baptized, but that's still, you know, everybody just figures he's, you know, whatever. Um, he's, he's lacking faith. That's what I'm looking for. So he actually goes to talk to his twin brother, Thomas, and they have a bit of a riff between Thomas because he left him and his mother. It doesn't say when, but Thomas pretty much abandoned them. So Clarence feels slighted and he's like, you ran away to go, you know, follow Jesus. But you forgot about, you know, mom, their mother and and him. Um, So he goes to join. They tell him no. But Judas, who was played by Michael Ward, he goes and tells Clarence, if you go free some slaves and we'll let you in. Uh, So Clarence was like, cool. He goes to the gladiators to go free to some of the gladiator slaves, slave gladiators. And that's when they come across Omar Sy's character, uh, 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 Barabbas. I'm sorry, Barabbas. I was going to say Barbados, my bad, but Barabbas. And this is a good scene, another homage to Spartacus. It gave me some gladiator feels. The, um, the Russell Crowe film uh, gave me gladiator vibes and all of that. So it's it's a good action scene. They fight, but you know through his wit and cunning, uh, Clarence is able to defeat Barbarus uh, or Barabbas. I'm sorry, but he doesn't kill him because uh, the rule is if you defeat him without killing him, he can go free. So and Barabbas is uh, enemy of Rome. So he's like, uh, once he's freed, he's like, yeah, I'm about to go take down Rome. He hates the Romans. Um, so anyway, he's free and they go off, go off on an adventure and he explains to them his his plot. Oh, no, he doesn't have this. Um, so they go back to the apostles, but they say you still can't join. So in a great, great scene, uh, an emotional scene, Clarence pretty much denounces religion, says you guys are fools, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but he gets an idea. So they do this thing in a movie whenever Clarence gets an idea. Uh, it's a literal light bulb above his head, which is Weird because it looks like a light bulb, but you know, it's 33 AD. And again, because the movie does have this satirical nature, but it doesn't go full satire. Uh, and I like that, but it, it it definitely is satirical. And we do have a lot of anachronisms. And if you listen to this show long enough, you know, I love me some anachronisms. So in this anachronistic approach, the light bulb goes off and he has an idea. I'm just going to be the new messiah. Um, and thus he goes to talk to Jesus's mother, Mary, and he pretty much asks her, how does Jesus do it? Cause he knows these aren't miracles. He pretty much thinks he's a mag- magician. So he's like, how does he do his tricks? Uh, and Mary explains to him, these aren't tricks, you know, and this is the son of God. He, he, he performs miracles in a great scene. Alfie Woodard played Woodard plays, um, Mary and oh my gosh, she looks gorgeous. And she was pretty funny, too. I, I love to see her in everything she's in. She's one of them actresses that whenever she shows up, um, she shows out. So 
uh, disappointed, not discouraged. He goes and just pretty much decides to be the Messiah, uh, as originally stated. Uh, then he comes up with his own message, his own philosophy. And his thing is knowledge is stronger than belief. And he amounts a small following with um, then a cult, uh, as 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 it said, cult plus time equals religion. So he amasses a, a following and pretty much is the new Messiah. So he, he, you know, gets money through performing false miracles, you know, through offering. He gets money. He comes up, you know, he gets new new garments. He gets his hair twisted. He looks all cool. And he's pretty much the man in Jerusalem now. But he gets on the radar of the Romans who are looking for the Messiah to, to kill him, to crucify him. They're under strict orders to, to kill anyone claiming, to crucify anyone claiming to be the Messiah. Now, Jesus himself does show up in the film, um, which I thought they were going to keep him because they really don't show his face uh, for a little bit through the uh, movie. So I thought he was going to be in the background and all of that. But no, he does show up. He does get lines. And Jesus was played by, who played Jesus? Nicholas Pinnock. Um, and uh, he acted, all the actors were great in this film. But I'm going to get to that when I get to the, the shit I liked. Oh, and Jedediah was played by Eric Kofi Abrefa. Uh, I didn't say his name earlier. But he was also a, a good character. So anyway, when the Romans come, they pretty much, and, and I'm speeding through the movie. A lot more happens, but I don't want to give away too much. So the Romans come, pretty much apprehend him, and this is his his trial. So this is out all after he didn't performed all these false miracles, and he's he's rivaling Jesus in popularity for the Messiah. But Jesus comes up and actually performs actual miracles and and does things. So his following, Clarence's following, is starting to believe in the real Messiah and is telling him like that, like he's real. But Clarence still doesn't believe. So when he's captured, he confesses, look, I'm not the Messiah. I was playing tricks. I just wanted money. I wanted the girl. He says, I did this to get the girl. Da, 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 da. She wouldn't be with me if I was a loser. And I'm paraphr par paraphrasing, of course. But even with hearing that, this was where we get James McAvoy's character. He, I forget who he plays, um, um, but he's one of the Roman Roman commanders. So he tells him, well, you, st you still confessed all this other shit. So either way, you're going to jail. But it says, if you walk on water, I will be the first Roman to join the, the following of Jesus. Now, Lakeith still doesn't believe, but um, he's, he goes to walk across this pool they have, and he actually walks on water. And from that time, he, he, he becomes a believer. He's like, oh, yeah, Jesus is real. And he's not really repentive, but then he does. Because it doesn't, um, what I didn't mention is after Clarence amasses this wealth, he goes back to the gladiators and he frees the rest of them. And so when he does this, this is pretty much his, um, he starts doing real good for people because he sees people suffering because he's not really a bad person. He's just a, a, a bit wayward, so to speak. So um, he goes and frees the, the rest of the gladiator slaves. And then they're like, oh, no, he he's the real deal. So his 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 following they do become devout so between him elijah and um barabbas they yeah they're down so pretty much after he's captured you know the um, they capture other people to crucify so he's told you know to give up the real jesus he he won't do it and so you know 
I'm the, I don't want to give away the ending, but he doesn't give up who Jesus is. And he's like, he, he, you know, he's a real deal. I won't give him up. But he lies at first and says, oh, Judas is Jesus. His name is Judas Iscariot. And then uh, that's when James McAvoy characters reveals, oh, no, Judas is already working for us. So good try. But, you know, we know he's not the, the Messiah. So the movie concludes with the um, it concludes with how it begins with a crucifixion, and then and that's all pretty much I'm going to say about the ending. But, yeah, so that's the story of the book of Clarence. Uh, and, again, I was trying to keep away from spoilers, so if it sounded rushed and I left stuff out, that was intentional. So I do want to get into the things I really, really, really did like. So, like I said, the movie's basically Friday in Jerusalem, so it did take a light-hearted approach. And depending on your religious proclivities, you either think the movie is funny, smart, poignant, or you think it's blasphemous and and i don't mean in terms of absolutes but just the the mere i guess mockery of the bible you may call that blasphemous but for me the movie is no different than something like the um, the book of brian uh, uh and to that effect even though they're not comedies to something like um exodus uh with um christian bale the, and um Sigourney Weaver, something like Ten Commandments. You know, the, uh, again, those movies aren't blasphemous, but it, it, it did take its own approach to biblical stories. You know what I mean? So um, if you like those kind of movies, you like this. And again, it, it's kind of satirical, but it doesn't go full satire. So I don't know if some people had issues with that. But it it just depends on your religious proclivities. I'm uh, I'm not a deeply religious person, but you know I have my beliefs and faith. So the movie didn't offend me personally, but I can see how it was. So I just want to mention that. So sans all that, I did like the movie. So I'm just gonna run through the stuff I really like. So it wasn't the best thing, but the the soundtrack that well, the acting and the soundtrack was probably two of well, the best things about the movie. I love the chemistry between the actors. Everybody acted their asses off. And I like the the actual cast, how they look. You don't get too many films. And, you know, uh, regardless on who it offends or whatnot, I love me a good film with a, with a, if it has a black cast, I love it to have a black director and a black s- storyteller. Too often in these roles, we did, never get to be the, you know, the lead characters so you just all the extras it just it just looked nice for me to see a movie set in uh biblical times where we do have darker complected characters we're in the desert you know we're in jerusalem you know what i'm saying uh for all my life charleston heston was moses you know what i mean so i did like that and everybody acted wonderfully now if you've seen the heart of they fall that was james samuel's debut film now with it, this movie is kind of like that i call it that you know western fan fiction and this is pretty much biblical fan fiction and i do believe he's carving off carving out a good niche for himself again with with the cast with the writing and the directing and his uh, the actors and the music, so he was serves as the he did the sound not the soundtrack he no he did the music for the film but the soundtrack itself oh was dope um, no I loved it they did a rendition of uh, Night Over Egypt uh, with the movie did give us a dance scene now it wasn't the best choreograph but I loved it I, I actually when I seen it I was like oh yeah uh, this movie got me I had already loved it but once I seen that dance sequence I was like oh, yeah you won me over. <laughs> Uh, now, the movie, it did ask more questions than it ultimately answered, and I believe that was intentional. Uh, 
Uh, I really don't have no qualms about that. It, it's not really definitive on anything. It just kind of poses more questions. It, it will say something. It will imply something. It, will, it would, The camera would linger on something uh, and things like that. Now, when I talked about anachronisms, I did like how the movie portrayed the Romans policing lower Jerusalem uh, as in real life conflict between law enforcement and marginalized people there's even a scene where they're pulled over in their chariot and they're asked to see their papers and uh barbara is like no nah, don't show them nothing like in, in in real life with the stop and frisk thing and so the romans pretty much um in this film take 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 on the role of Police, not law enforcement itself, but corrupt law enforcement. You know what I'm saying? Over, over the overly policing of black and brown people, marginalized people. I'm not talking about law enforcement itself. Um, policing and law enforcement to me are two are two different things. Um, but so anyway, I ain't even gonna get into the political shit. That's cause that's not what this podcast is about. But I did like how the movie uh, portrayed that, and even uh, portrayed that in, in, in even ways. There's even a scene where Clarence is taken away. Um, and his mother's like, man, they always they always take our babies. They always take our sons. And there's actually a scene when the Romans go to kill Barbarus, who's claimed to be immortal. And so he's running away. And one of the Romans asked for a spear. They're like, well, how you can spear him in the back? He's running away. He's not posing a threat. And then one of the Romans say, did we not see this man try to attack me? And he didn't try to attack him. What happened was the Roman tried to uh, kill him. And bar, uh, um, I keep wanting to say Barbarus, but... Um, Barabbas breaks his uh, sword. So in doing that, he's like, did we not see this man try to kill me, the, the Roman? And I want to say, I don't believe if they said his name, but I believe that that was Longinus or Longinus, however you say his word, you know, the spear of Longinus, however you say his name. I, I heard it pronounced different ways. I believe that's supposed to be him. I don't know if they ever said his name, but um, so he goes to try to kill um. Barabbas he's not successful because like Barabbas says he is immortal but in in that scene you know what I'm saying we do and we do have sirens okay um sorry but anyway I'm at home on this wonderful Martin Luther King day um but so anyway my apologies uh so I did like that about the film I did again that's one of the things where I say it poses or acts poses more questions than it ultimately answered but I did like it was substantive in in that regard um at least as far as bringing real life commentary into the film but it's not preachy and and I know that's kind of um ironic to to say a biblical film isn't preachy but it's not preachy and everybody does have a chance the characters they do have a point to give their speeches so the the director can give his insight uh, because Jedediah has a good speech Clarence has a good speech um, Mary has a good speech um, Verenia has a good speech uh, Thomas even the dialogue between Thomas and Clarence the twins they have good dialogue back and forth so the movie does pause and let everybody gets their insight across and it, 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 it does have a lot to say but I think again it, it asks it's going to ask you more questions than it answers um, now the movie is shot very well with slick much like the heart of they fall if you've seen it yeah, it's a very slick film, um, and it looks like everybody was having fun. But ultimately, it's a redemption story um, and things like that. So the acting is—I said the music, uh, but I want to talk about the acting for a minute. Lakeith Stanfield, when I was watching it, 
And I don't know if this may sound to people, but it's, it's not a dig or anything. And it's not, I'm not trying to overshadow Lakeith, but he gave me like a, a Brad Pitt performance. Now, Brad Pitt is an actor that when I grew up, I really didn't like him until I'd seen him in more of his zany roles, I should say. So the Brad Pitt performances I like are like, of, of course, Fight Club, Ocean's Eleven. I liked him in The Mexican. I liked him in, um, in, um, burn at the reading i like he's a very brad pitt to me is a very comedic actor but he he can he has range and i know i'm not breaking any news here but i'm really not a fan of his serious roles but i do like him when he gets to be a, a zany complex complex character so in this movie lakeith stanfield he, he being lakeith you know who's pretty has range himself uh if i had to describe his um character and his acting it, it reminded me of like a brad pitt performance and I, and that's a compliment i'm not trying to overshadow lakeith or anything but um yes i did like that now as far as it being blasphemous they do have a crucifixion in the film so i guess just the imagery of people being on a cross which is something i never really understood because in, historically jesus was not the first or last person to be crucified even in the story he's crucified next to two others you know the the thief and then the the, the dude that repented and then the other one that didn't so the the crucifixion itself is is just a form of punishment it existed long before jesus and after so yeah, I know people had qualms with that, but yeah, that's and this is negatives, I guess. It's not a really a negative for me, but but yeah, it's pretty much Bible fan um fiction. And another thing I like the the, the writing, and I mean that by dialogue and uh, the actual spoken words. So the delivery and the writing, it was sharp. Um like I said, uh, the movie does take a lot of philosophical approaches, which is the reason I like the Bible as a philosophical text. You know, it's, it's a lot more metaphors than it is literal. So I did like that. And everyone showed up and all of that. Now, if I want to say a negative, and I don't really have negatives, but the movie wasn't as tight as I wanted it to be. Uh, the pacing was good in the beginning, but it did slow down towards the end. And it was kind of... I don't want to say it was too long because I didn't feel like it was too long, but certain scenes I do believe may have been, they were dragged out a little bit and it was kind of like we got some of the same things twice, so to speak. So somebody will say something and have a good revelation, but then we'll go back to that when I'm like, okay, I thought, I thought we settled that. But, but again, that's, that's the closest thing I can say to a negative. That's just, yeah, that's just what I felt. If I could change anything, I would make it a little tighter or a little sharper. But that's coming from someone who's never directed or even written a film. So that's, again, these are just my thoughts. I watched the film, so I feel I can talk about it. I paid my money to see it. So this is just commentary, uh, commentary on it. So did I get through everything I did? Like, I think I did. Yeah, so again, The Book of Clarence. I would recommend you go see it uh, if you're open minded. You know, it's it's a funny film. It's funny, but you have to go in it knowing what you're getting into. If you're a devout religion, Christian, Catholic, what have you, you probably won't want to see it if it's going to offend you. But I don't think the movie is offensive by existing. Um, and if it is, art is supposed to be offensive or not supposed to be. But art, art should challenge your beliefs. Art should challenge your 
pro- proclivities in regards to a lot of things. It should shake you up. It should make you think. And this movie is a great conversation starter, in my opinion, because um, you could take many things from it, uh, like I did. Primarily, uh, primarily, I did like the the knowledge over belief thing, because I know the the big. You either uh, an intelligent, knowledgeable person, or you you have blind faith in religious. And and the things can coincide. Two things can be true. You could be smart and intelligent, and still have your and uh, still be spiritual and religious. You know what I mean? They they they're not mutually exclusive. You know that. And that's just my opinion on it. And I think the movie is great at illustrating that because we did have Car- Clarence who did go through his redemption. It's a great hero's journey. You know what I mean? And and, and it was a great character. I can see this character in enduring in the annals of film history you know what i mean so that's pretty much my thoughts on the book of clarence uh go see it again this has been your boy john holiday and i just want to say before i end today is martin luther king day so happy martin luther king day to everyone go 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 do something nice in the spirit of mlk the king you know yeah go do something nice in the spirit of togetherness and all of that but uh, anyway, peace be with you and beyond you be peace. They say that in the film. I'm not just saying that to say it. But yes, um, as always, man, be good, speak truth, make beautiful decisions, and always, always, always stay dangerous. <laughs>